0: All right, the Purdue Basketball Podcast, and I'm joined with uh, the voice of the Boilermakers, Larry Clisby. I'm Elliot Bloom, and Larry, uh, as we look back on the game Monday night, the pretty much premier game around the country, Purdue-Villanova, the Wildcats come out on top, 79-76. No other way to put it, it was really a great college basketball game.
1: Especially for those people who don't care who wins. I mean, yeah, if if you're sitting at home saying, hey, Hey, honey, come over here and watch this game because this is a good one. That was the kind of game that it was. If you're a Boilermaker fan, uh, it's uh, what any close loss does to you. It hurts, and uh, but you go on. The beautiful thing about it, in my opinion, is, and I'm not looking for excuses, you play another day. This is very early in the season, and you take whatever mistakes that you made, and you try to learn from them and move on, and that's all you can do. But I think uh, when you play a team as good as the we, you know, as good as Villanova is, and played them, you know, the one possession game, you got to be happy even at home.
0: Well, and I think there were, and I was hearing from a bunch of fans throughout the week, and you know, people trying to get inside on what Monday's going to be like over the weekend, things of that nature. Um, I think obviously McNeese State wasn't the test Villanova, so they have all that in their mind. What kind of team do we have here? And uh, I think that what they saw was you have a team that basically took the defending national champs and a national title contender this year uh, right down to the wire and uh, we'll get into you know some of the plays that could or couldn't have been made down the stretch but uh, a lot of positives to take away and 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 we do need to stop and acknowledge the crowd in Mackey tonight was unbelievable it's one of those Um, One of those type crowds that I think our fans have come to really get excited about. And we do the same inside the program. We talk about all the time what a tremendous advantage Mackey is. But the paint crew was phenomenal. Uh, Every fan, you know, the place was packed. It was a big-time college basketball environment. So that was a very good crowd on tip of the hat to everybody that showed up tonight. But uh, as you look at the box score here, one of the things that uh, we talked about a few minutes ago before we started here was few more plays in terms of turnovers and made free throws are really what you know you could you could talk about a lot of things but
1: those two things kind of jump out at you well the of stat course sheet. but I mean I mean really Elliot any big game you know normally comes down to that too and you know who makes their free throws down the stretch who misses them who you know that's that's college basketball and I told Matt this and we talked about it in the pregame show you know you gravitate to certain teams during a year for whatever reason i don't know why it is but it's either because of your hours or things like that and last year i watched villanova a lot more than most people who wouldn't care did and i enjoyed watching them play for one a little bit like you know if people like to watch golden state play You like to look at the teamwork. You like to see how they break people down. You like to see how they advance. But the one thing that impressed me the most about them last season on their way to the national title was how good they were late in games. I mean, just game after game, three minutes in, a lot of people had a chance to beat them, and they would not allow them to beat them. I mean, home or away, I thought that was really impressive.
0: Well, you said something right after the game. You said, hey, they're 10-10 from the line in the second half, you know, guys stepping up and making plays. I thought... On our standpoint, we executed really well down the stretch. I'm talking last five minutes of the game. We executed, made plays right at the rim, got the ball to Isaac at point-blank range, and kept putting the pressure on them to go back and make foul shots. And to and their they credit, did. they did it. And yeah, you, know, right. you got to tip your hat to them because they absolutely did knock those down. But on the other side, we did a great job, I thought, in the final, especially a minute and a half, of putting yourself in position uh, to tie the game, or if they miss one of those foul shots, go down and take the lead or, or tie on a two if they split, you know, a two-shot foul, things of that nature. So I thought down the stretch that was a good sign
1: to see our team execute as well. One of the things Villanova did defensively for most of the game, they did put on some full-court pressure or some part of a pressuring defense. They backed off at the end, and why they did was because we were able to break it the entire game. I thought that was really a good point because everybody wanted to see how we could handle the press. We did a very good job. Dakota turned it over one time when he got airborne. The ball got caught on his hip. I don't know if he got bumped or what, but they were able to knock it around. But other than that, I thought we were really, really good at that. Where we really had trouble was the turnovers in the half court. The unforced ones, anytime you have a travel, that's just a bad call. When you have an offensive foul, you don't want to do that. But it was that one stretch late in the game when we had about three straight possessions where we just threw the ball in the wrong place. And those possessions prevented us from getting half-court shots that most likely would have given us a high percentage because, quite frankly... Isaac wasn't missing any in the game. He only missed two shots the entire ball game.
0: Yeah, and, those, and that stretch you talked about, the thing is we were getting stops on the defensive end. Right. We were playing really well. yes. And then we were getting the rebound. They weren't getting second chances. We were doing the job we needed to do from a defensive standpoint, and then we just couldn't, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot with some bad possessions. So uh, I remember one of them was a, a couple of them were at the rim. You know, we overthrew Isaac once. They threw it above Carson one time. Vince had to travel in front of the bench, so. Those three three things, I think all of them too, with a chance to take a lead because it was about a one-point game at that point. And right. as well, we also had a couple front-end one-on-ones that you know we, we we missed, and that again that puts you in position where you can tie games, take the lead, that kind of thing. And then, you know, the the hope is you take a lead, your crowd takes over, and you know you really are able to go at them. But you know, like we said, hats off to Villanova, really good team. Uh, this kind of game is is nothing to. Uh, it's not going to hurt you in terms of your resume. I mean, this is a team that you take right down the wire. Um, there's no harm in these kind of games, which is one of the reasons we like to play them. And obviously a lot more chances on the schedule to put together a big March resume. But I think this team, in terms of Purdue, found a lot of out about themselves tonight, coming back from two 10-point deficits both in each half.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, we started the second half making the first basket and then went in the wall, and they were able to build uh... – that lead to double digits again before we were able to come back and get the lead again now Purdue only had the lead in this game for like three or four minutes I mean Villanova had the lead most of the game it wasn't a very big margin but they were able to hold on to the lead so we were going uphill most of the game but the effort was there you know just some of those plays that you know you go back you remember the one on the fast break when Carson uh, missed the layup, he had a right. good chance but yeah. most of the times, he's going to make that shot. I look at Carson, uh, the young man who's only playing, this is only his second college game, and you're playing a game like that in front of a crowd like that. He was one of eight, and you know, uh, it's tough, and I was really happy because he pulled the trigger on a three there late yeah. in the game yeah. and hit it, swished it, and that's you're going to get a lot of those. But that's you know, that's all part of growing up and being part of it.
0: Yeah, he's just scratched the surface. But you're right. I think, you know, the layup, it almost looked like he thought they were going to challenge it a little more. Yeah. And then did. they backed off, yeah. and then he, he. we've seen him make that shot. Well, remember now, but remember now,
1: though, Villanova missed a dunk. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had a dunk uh, that they had right underneath the basket and missed. So, you know, we took advantage of that. So, you I know, mean, it works both ways. In a tight game like that, there's a million plays that you can talk about when you're the loser and you're trying to figure out how you win the game and for coaches and anybody out there who wants to know what coaches feel and uh, what they feel is a broadcaster like me one of the interesting things about me I have talked I have uh, phonetically talked every play of the game and uh, for whatever reason those those plays just like are imprinted in my brain, right? And so when we lose a game, and I don't think much about it when we win it, unless it's on a, on a you know last-second shot But right. in the games that we lose, I it's very hard for me to go to sleep at night because when I lay down, I I, I start seeing those plays again. Yeah, I see yeah. them all over the place, and they're imprinted there, and they don't go away. And as you know, Elliot, I can I can recite some back from 30 years oh, ago and say. Well,
0: and I think that's, I mean, after the game is over, you know, you always come in, chat with the staff in the staff locker room, and, you know, that's what we do. I mean, we sit there and talk for a good 15 minutes, and we just go through play by play, and all the ones that got away, and all the ones that you didn't make, and you talk about some of the shots that they made, and if it had just, you know, one or two bounces here or there, and a game like Tonight, it's that much more excruciating because so many things, if they go one other direction, uh, it could tip the balance of the game. And I think that was uh, – that's when you go back and drive yourself up the wall. I mean, you know, Paschal hitting two corner threes was big uh, for oh, yeah. them. You know, and they, again, their team is so perimeter oriented, but they all have skill guys that can make shots. That one thing that the staff talked about was when we play teams that have a four and five man who don't have a perimeter game, they're in trouble. Because defensively, we can get even better. This is about as big a test for us from a defensive standpoint as we're going to have all year because they can spread the floor and five guys can shoot the three on you. And as we know, Isaac is not the, you know, he's not an agile guy to get out there and cover up three point shots. You're going to have to give up something. We gave up a couple threes and, uh, in the corner and, uh, the, you know, they knocked him down. But for the most part, I thought once we made the adjustment to the high ball screen, Uh, Defensively, we got things shored up, especially down the stretch in the second half.
1: Another thing I always like to bring up about uh, games is we as fans have this tendency to always say, well, Purdue, let's say you're a Purdue fan, and you say, well, Purdue blew the game tonight, or Purdue didn't play well enough to beat them, or they didn't do, what we always fail to do in sports is to give credit to the other team that you're playing. They played you. And, a lot, and in this case, Villanova made a few more plays, like you said. It wasn't a lot. It was a few more plays that they made. And uh, and that's why they won. It wasn't and, – and when we made some mistakes, even when we made those mistakes, uh, what are we to say or how are we to say that maybe we didn't make those mistakes because they, you know, they forced us into them or yeah. we – you know, so I, I don't think we – in close games, I don't think we give enough credit. And, and when – when a kid goes to the foul line, and you know Elliot, and there's nobody in the world who complains more about foul shooting than I do, but I say that because I also know that if I had to do it, I couldn't do it.
0: In other words, in other
1: in other words, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: it's not—it's just not true to sit there and say, "Well, I could sit there and make those free throws." No, you—you you couldn't. And uh, you anytime I, anytime I criticize a Big Ten player, and I tell these kids this all the time. And I do call them kids now. At my age, that's exactly what I call them, even though they're not. <laughs> but I say to them, I said, you know, I, it's hard for me to criticize you, and I will i will occasionally do it. There's no question about it. But I always have to do it from the point of view that I never did what you have done. I've never, I, I've never played at your level. I've never played in front of 14,000 fans. I don't know what it's like to be at the foul line with a minute to go and I have to make a free throw. I mean, so... I'm not trying to sit here and make excuses. I'm just saying we as fans look at things a lot differently than uh, in that sports. I mean that's that's part of the entertainment value of it. Well, and and
0: it's not just you know college basketball is one example, but you know how many NFL games were there yesterday that went down to the, unbelievable. the you know one, unbelievable. one play yeah, here or there. Whether it was the you know, Patriots, Seahawks or the Cowboys and, and Steelers.
1: Cowboys, Steelers, great game. Yeah, I mean
0: one play here or there and it's New Orleans the game. And and yeah, and you hear there's a couple of cliches in sports. I mean guys always say, you know, there's a cliche, it's winning time, you know, it's winning time. You know, I mean what that means is let's make the next play that decides the game. And uh, that could be on either side of the ball in basketball you know and, and I guess in football and other sports it could be a big defensive play it could be a big rebound it could be a steal it could be an offensive play you know there's a variety of ways you can get the job done uh you look at the stat sheet and it's so close that's why those missed opportunities stand out that much more because it is that close you know you lose by eight and you're telling yourself well we were just a little over out you know a little outmanned or oh well we didn't do this or that when you lose by one possession
1: and have a chance to tie it in the last six shot. And, you and the game know. was tight all the whole game. that With the exception. I mean, they came, they blew out a couple of leads, but we were able to cut into them pretty quickly. But the whole game was, you know, the whole game pretty much laid there in front of you in balance for the entire ball game, and it was just a matter of, of it playing out. I how thought about that shot about uh, how about that shot by P.J. Thompson to take us in at halftime? Oh, that was that was unbelievable.
0: We had the angle on it at the bench, and he when it let it go. I mean, you could tell it was right on line. Uh, you know, we've seen that a, a bunch where I mean, a shots online just doesn't have the the range. But obviously, P.J. was dead on with the bank, and that was a that was a pretty cool moment. Um, I thought I think when you you look at some of these numbers, the one thing that jumps out to me we had 28 baskets. Twenty-eight field goals. Twenty-six assists. Twenty-six assists. I don't know if I've ever seen a percentage that high. I mean, that's pretty incredible, which tells you that our guys, when we weren't turning it over, were executing pretty well. And uh, it tells me, too, that I think the game plan that the coaches put in was pretty spot on. I think what they uh, told our guys to do, Villanova pretty much did it, and uh, they they pretty much played how we thought they would. And I think our game plan worked accordingly. Again, it comes down to making a few more plays. And when you have a team – as good as Villanova, that margin for air is that much more thin. But look at guys, you know Isaac Haas, eight for ten from the field. Biggie was eight for thirteen. We knew we were going to get production from those guys based on you know the lineup that Villanova had. And you look at uh, you look at the turnover department. You know we were fifteen to Villanova's eleven. That that just comes down to taking care of the ball a little bit more, and then in the foul shooting, you know that we left seven free throws out. But there, if you to look, their four. if you look,
1: pardon me to interrupt, but if you look, when you you always talk about the guard play well if you look at the guards our turnovers from our guards and their turnovers from the guards were about equal right the difference really was our front court turnovers that made the difference in the game in terms of the turnover uh, column so the guards kind of neutralized out now we didn't have an answer for josh hart's preseason all-american who was just fantastic i mean he's a hard guy to cover right and uh well, we aren't. Be, we won't be the only team he gets no, this no, year. I mean, no, he's going
0: to no, do no. He's going to do this to a lot of people. He's a. He's and a I noticed last player. year
1: in the in the championship game, uh, he was a guy who made some really really big shots in the second half, and it was the same way. He takes the ball. He takes the ball into the lane, and he uses a variety of uh, maneuvers. He, he, it's like a, they're all together. It's like shot fakes. It's like head fakes. It's like. Everything together, and then when he gets covered up, and sometimes he does, then he just takes this little step back jumper, yep. and somehow when he gets in the air, he almost gets square every time, and has a really good shot at making it. It's pretty special. It's pretty special to see. He's a pretty, he's a pretty special player. Well, and you could tell this team has played together, mm-hmm. um, you
0: know, in a lot of games and a lot of minutes, and you know they, uh, going into this game or going into this season rather, we talked about how we thought we'd be a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of our uh, our experience but also with the foreign trip this team took a foreign trip this summer too yeah, you know right. they got off a national championship go right, turn right around and go to italy for a week uh, so they got better too and it showed i mean i thought this was a pretty well played high level game for this early in the I season agree. i think normally you get a couple teams a 26
1: week. turnovers isn't a lot combined no, no
0: it's not and we've saw you know we've seen uh, we're going to see more this week with some of the big time top 25 matchups oh, yeah. there's a couple top 25 matchups on friday night and there were times when you get a little sloppy, and I thought tonight uh, we ha- certainly had our moments where we were a little sloppy. But for the most part, this was a really well played game, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, close throughout. Which, uh, again, it, it, it I know in that locker room, the one thing that sits in everybody's stomach is we couldn't pull it out for the fans that came tonight because that was a big time atmosphere. Uh, a few of the Villanova guys told us in the handshake line that this was a really, really good environment, and. Uh, I know, uh, I think Coach Wright mentioned to Coach Painter that uh, I know this is not the best feeling in the world right now, but you guys are going to be all right. You get got a really good team. So, um, again, some good and uh, and bad things tonight, as expected, but uh, I think overall pretty good showing
1: by the Boilermakers. I agree. I mean, yeah, you know, we're Purdue guys, and but I've, uh, you know, I can remember back when we had the baby boilers and Duke came in that one time and, you know, uh, with you know, they were strutting in there, and of course, Mike. Anytime he takes a team on the road, uh, that team that they're going to play is always looking to you know has the uh, bullseye on their back. But uh, you know, we melted. <laughs> we oh, melted. That we missed three layups. Oh, in the I mean, first... <laughs> we, just, I mean we, we were scared. Yeah, we were. It, that we team... learned, But we learned. But we learned a lot from it. This team is much more advanced. Than that team was at that particular time. I'm not saying that, don't don't misquote me. I didn't say they were better. I said they were much more advanced yep. uh, mentally and basketball wise than that team was, and they handled it fine. Completely here agree. The, the I that... would not expect this team. I would not expect that if if I came from home tonight and I said, well, heck, I expect Purdue to win by 15 against Villanova, the defending. No, that never entered my mind. I thought as the. Uh, Point spread guy said, which, by the way, was two and a half points. I'm not a betting person. I'm just saying. I looked at it. It was two and a half points. They won by three. So someone had a pretty good idea what type of game it was, and basically it's what it turned out to be.
0: Well, and I agree with you. Two completely different feelings post-game. The Duke game a few years ago versus tonight. Uh, the Duke game was more after the game was over. Just shell shocked, like boy, we got a lot of a lot of searching to do. What went wrong? <laughs> yes, exactly. we really kind of uh, this know, one was played with like, like, like our all, no. played like our hair was on fire. Yeah, and now right. we got to regroup. Tonight was just uh, just complete disappointment from the guys, just because they feel like they let an opportunity well, hey, go slip
1: back. Out of. Go back to last year in the Iowa game after we blew that twenty point halftime lead and how incredibly bad bad we felt and and just as you mentioned, shock, stun. You know, and I would
0: just, I would say the difference between tonight and the Iowa game though is, you felt like you gave it away to Iowa. Exactly. Where tonight, no, no, I think no. I think I don't think anybody gave the game away. I think Villanova just was a little better down the stretch when yeah, they needed I agree. to be, and uh, certainly not a doesn't make. the I pill. agree. I
1: I realize this is a this is a long way around saying that uh, yeah we still lost the game and I right, get it right. and I know people you know, that are listening in this will say, you know, you two guys, hey, what are you? Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, and I understand, but like I always say, people, you know, fans are fans. And you, you watch or listen to a game. It's part of your entertainment uh, regimen. And I know many of you take it very seriously. I get that. The thing... You also have to understand is that when these players lose a game like this and the coaches lose a, play, a game like this, they don't go home and start uh, cracking open uh, cream puffs and, and start drinking milk and telling their wife how wonderful the world is, nor do the players do the same. These guys take this stuff seriously, and it hurts, and it hurts them. And the beauty of college basketball Unlike college football, where you got to wait a week and practice like right. five times right. before you play, no, yeah, no doubt. You know, you get, usually get back to work in two or three days, and you can you know you can erase it. And we're gonna have some good. Hey, we got some good games coming up here now.
0: Well, there is no doubt. And I think that you know the staff will build on this. They'll watch film tomorrow on the on the day off. The guys have their day off tomorrow, and then you get back at it uh, on Wednesday, and you, you get a couple days under your belt, and you've got Georgia State coming in here on Friday, and then you jump on a plane and go down to Cancun, where you are gonna play a couple good teams turn right around a lot of games Louisville Arizona State Notre Dame um, still on the non-conference schedule so uh, again uh, just to kind of recap great night in Mackey just uh, the boilers a little bit short Villanova on the winning end 79 to 76 Uh, but we had our chances as we've mentioned so second podcast in the books just want to thank thank everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you again real soon thank you